Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. It has been a couple of weeks since I've seen you all, and I'm very glad to be able to be back with you once again. As you can tell, my studio behind me looks kind of different right now, and uh, that's because we moved about a week ago, and we're still not fully set up. Uh, I have this little, about, you know, 10 square foot office area that I'm currently working out of, but uh, we'll have the things up on the walls here in the coming weeks, and, you know, hopefully most of the boxes unboxed and things where they're supposed to be, um, but I didn't want to miss another week with you all, and wanted to actually share uh, an important part of my Disney story. Um, I've talked about my Disney story before on uh, Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, and by the way, it, it is right about a year, actually it is a year plus a week since Travel Tips Tuesday has been on um, podcast, uh, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you know many other ones that are out there. So if you are a podcast listener, thank you. Uh, we recently hit 2,000 uh, downloads and listens of the Travel Tips Tuesday podcast, and that is awesome, and I really appreciate uh, all of your support and everyone um, that has uh, tuned in on podcast. So if you have listened, uh, one thing that you could do uh, to thank me would be uh, to leave a review real quick, uh, preferably five stars, but I do applaud honesty and won't hold that back. Um, but please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts um, for uh, the Travel Tips Tuesday uh, podcast. You can actually find it, and I'll leave this in the comments and description later, uh, at anchor.fm forward slash Travel Tips Tuesday. That's anchor.fm forward slash Travel Tips Tuesday. Um, and you can find it there. And, uh, and you, you can find the link to Spotify and Apple. And I think there's like six or seven other platforms that you can um, you know, download it on or subscribe through Anchor if you want to. So that would be cool. So tonight I'm going to share with you kind of a different take. I'm not really going to, you know, we're not going to go back to Epcot you know, to continue on around the world. I'm not going to give any, um, you know, uh, intentional travel tips. There might be some things that pop on, um, you know, as we kind of go around. But I want to share with you a very part of my uh, part, part of my Disney story um, from way back in 2013 when I did an insane thing um, known as running the Walt Disney World Marathon. And you're probably saying to yourself, self, why would ever want, I ever want to run a marathon? Well, I still ask myself that question to this day. Um, so before we get started, the question of the day up top is what is the craziest thing that you have ever done at Disney? Please keep it G-rated, uh, because this is a family show. I will ask that, but, um, feel free to drop that in the comments. Let me know what is the craziest thing that you've ever done at Disney. Would love to know that. Uh, and I'll be sharing kind of my, uh, Walt Disney World Marathon story, uh, with you today and kind of why that's important to me, how it's left an impact on, uh, on my life and a few different things that are right around the corner. So, um, there's a lot to, uh, talk about. Um, if you're a runner, you kind of get it. Uh, the running community is a very tight community, it is very, uh, unique community. I have not been as intentional about running as I have been, um, you know, as I was, say, five or six years ago. You know, we've got four young kids now, and the schedules are kind of all over the place with, you know, little kids constantly getting sick here and there and, you know, appointments and things that they do and all the different, um, you know, little activities, ballet and gymnastics and, you know, the friends' houses and all that kind of stuff. If you're a parent, 
um, you know, you get that. If you've ever had kids, you understand that. Um, even if they're not biologically yours, if they're just as good as yours, if they're, you know, that's, you know, you understand. So um, I still do have a passion and a love for it. Um, there's something so encouraging about going to a race and seeing people just support each other. Um, I think it's a huge misnomer that uh, racing is a, a solo sport because it's not. Um, it, it, running running is, is not a solo sport. It takes a, a community. It takes a team of people to support um, runners as they go. There's a lot of science that goes into designing running shoes and courses and running gear. Um, there's a lot of money that's in it. Uh, there are a lot like the racing industry itself is huge, right? So it's it's gone from this super elite kind of thing to where people like me can sort of hop on board, you know, and decide to go do a marathon or half marathon or whatever the case is. Um, Disney is super encouraging for people. They want it to be uh, a, a community event. They want it to be something that uh, lifts each other up, that furthers you know Disney magic in their own way. Um, but running is, is a lot of fun. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, you know it, it can be hard on your body if you don't do it correctly, um, but it's a lot of fun. So to kind of get into my story, the history of it for me goes back to when I was in college uh, and I was forced against my will to take a, um, see, what was it called? Yeah, I don't even remember. It was basically a very basic physical fitness course, um, kind of running for dummies in a way. And at the end of the course, our final exam was to run a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. And at the time, um, there was a race in Birmingham. I don't know if it's still going in Birmingham, Alabama, called uh, the Vulcan Run. Uh, there was a 5K and a 10K, and we did the 5K. And I would, I would practice or whatever running up and down uh, roads that would parallel Lakeshore Drive right close to Sanford University in Birmingham um, and run around the campus of Sanford, which is super hilly. Uh, so it's great for conditioning. Hey, Alicia, good to see you. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it was it was a challenging thing for me. I didn't know what I was getting into. Like I felt great. I was working, you know, working out in college. I was more in shape in college, and I ended up loving it. Like it was a lot of fun. So you know, one day I was like, "Wow, this five k thing is great." But what about longer distances? Well, so I had the great idea of. Uh, registering this thing for this thing called the Peachtree Road Race. And if you know what the Peachtree Road Race at the time, and I think it still is, it's the largest 10K in the world that happens on the 4th of July every year uh, in Atlanta. And it is a massive, massive undertaking. Um, you know, 50, 60,000 people, something like that, uh, running this every year uh, to register for it. It's through, it's kind of like they do for a lot of the big marathons, like for Boston, New York, it's sort of through a, uh, a lottery system. So that was kind of the next step in my evolution. Then we started doing half marathons. And then eventually I was like, man, April 2012. I'll never forget the, the night. Because it was at night when I did this. I was, did this. I was like, hey, Tanya. And she was like, what? Um, I just registered for a marathon. She's like, what? Are you crazy? And I'm like, well, yes. That's, you know, sure. So I registered for the marathon in April of 2012. Um, because I'd done, you know, actually my wife and I both had done several half marathons up until that point together. And, you know, I wanted to do it because I wanted to kind of prove something to myself. I wanted to, to prove something to other people around me that this is something that I could do. Um, so, you know, I, I had the, the training course mapped out. Um, I used the Galloway method, which for those of you that are not familiar with running is kind of a run walk, um, deal. 
where you run so much and you walk so much, it helps with uh, the recovery of your muscles. You recover faster, um, and also you don't fatigue as fast. So your overall pace may be longer, but um, you're less likely to deal with you know major injuries later on. So it's it's a lot better on your body if you do that. If you're not you know elite and you know hadn't been doing that forever, so. Um, so I, I, I went on training and, and did that pretty intentionally. And then later on, I, I would go and, you know, keep running and keep training. You know, the weather sometimes would throw you off. So, so all sorts of different obstacles would kind of come along the way. And the biggest obstacle that hit me uh, was, I think it's December, right? Actually, it was right after Thanksgiving of 2012. I got this nasty little bug or disease called pneumonia, which I have a tendency to deal with every so often. And for those of you that have never had it or don't know much about it, it does a number on your lungs. So it takes a little while to recover it. You know, my lung capacity was down for a little bit. Uh, as a result of that, I couldn't run. So, I, you know, I began to kind of lose whatever progress. Hey, Diana, I began to lose whatever progress I had. And it stung. Like, I was so bummed um, because, you know, my wife and I, that our first child by then and you know we were really excited about this trip my parents were gonna come down to disney with us to you know to, to help watch um watch our daughter because uh, my wife was running the half marathon that year it was just a bummer and i was like you know do i do i do the race still do i kind of put it aside you know do i do uh, the half or the 10k instead or you know whatever it is well I decided it to press on. I was like, you know, Disney has a minimum required pace for the marathons of 16 minutes per mile. Almost anyone could walk 16 minutes per mile. It is not that fast. As long as you stay in front of the beloved balloon ladies, if you've ever done a run Disney race, you know what I'm talking about. Um, those beloved balloon ladies um, set that 16 minute per mile pace. And if you stay in front of them, you're good. If they pass you, you might get picked up. Um, not always, but most of the time that, that is the case. So sometimes Disney shows a little bit of grace like they did this year because the temperatures uh, were so crazy this January. Um, and, you know, they gave a lot of people grace to cross the finish line. And, you know, so that's, that's awesome. Kudos to Disney for that. So I did it. You know, I, I went there. Um, I put my running shoes on, and uh, you know, I, you know, the race. And it was super challenging. You know, it went through all four uh, major theme parks and uh, the wide world of sports. And since then, it's kind of had a few different, um, I don't know, a few different iterations, a few different modifications to the course. It's really cool because they have characters all along the way that you can stop and get your picture taken with if you wanted to. So for a lot of people, their normal race pace is off because man. There are Disney characters there. They're going to get their picture taken with Jack Sparrow. They're going to get their picture taken with Robin Hood because you never see Robin Hood, right? And Peter Pan and Wendy and, you know, so many other people. So um, they're going to get, you're, you're going to stop and get your picture taken with your characters. You're going to take your time. If you see Chewbacca, you're going to, you know, stop and get your picture taken with him because, hey, it's Chewy, right? So, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great community. I mean, like I was saying earlier, people are so encouraging to each other. Um, there's some random guy that I ran with uh, for about two and a half, two and a half miles. Uh, I'll never forget it. We picked up each other's pace uh, right behind the Swan and Dolphin Resort at uh, at Walt Disney, and we ran almost all the way to the finish line, kind of kind of step for step. And just kind of the, the the friendships and relationships, the camaraderie that you experience with people along the way, uh, it's just really neat. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if um, if 
if you're walking some, if you're running some, whatever. I mean, everybody's there for the same reason and the same purpose. Um, and Diana's right. She says, I hate running, but runners are a really nice community. Uh, they are a really nice community. Some of the nicest people in the world I know uh, are runners. I guess it's all those endorphins that are constantly flowing through them. Um, but there are definitely some really nice people for sure. So the race itself, how did I finish? I did not finish well. <laughs> so uh, the last probably mile and a half were very painful for me. Um, yeah, they were very painful for me. My foot, you know, my feet were all blistered up and, uh, you know, I was limping along as we kind of curved around Epcot and the start finish line was at Epcot. Um, and, you know, around World Showcase and kind of through a backstage area and back out front. Man, I was so glad to be done with that thing. And I saw the finish line and I was like, yes, finally I get there and I open up the Disney box of goodies and throw down. I never eat bananas, but I probably ate like three bananas that day. Um, and I don't even know what else I ate, but I just ate it cause I was hungry and it was there. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, that, that embrace I got from my family when we finished and, um, you know, the medals and, and whatnot, which I'll show you here in a second, uh, cause there's something really cool about the, the marathon medal. Uh, one of the other, uh, travel nation agents actually commented on my feed earlier, uh, right before we went live, uh, that he ran the same race. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the temperatures that day were ridiculous. They weren't as hot as they were this year, but maybe only a couple of degrees difference. Uh, there were people on the side of the road. There were ambulances picking people up, golf carts hauling people off. I mean, man, it was hot. Uh, for Central Florida, even in January, uh, it was pretty warm. The temperatures can be anywhere from, you know, mid-40s for a race day uh, all the way up to the mid-70s because you never know what it's going to be like, but you have to prepare yourself for it, so... But anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the Disney race logistics are excellent. So if you're ever thinking, if you are a runner and you're ever thinking about um, a race, uh, Run Disney has some absolutely incredible race logistics. If you're staying at one of their on-site hotels, uh, they provide free, treat, free transportation to and from the start-finish line. Um, it is recommended that you do get up as early as possible. Um, let's see who Diana asked what was in the goodie box. Diana, I don't remember, uh, because I ate pretty much everything that was in there. I didn't really pay much attention to it, uh, because I was just so hungry. Um, so yeah, the, the Disney provides, uh, kind of goodie boxes to, uh, the runners at the end, um, you know, food, little, you know, trinkets and things. So, um, yeah, but it was hot that day. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I remember being very moved all throughout the course just by the signs that you see. Man, some of the signs are absolutely hilarious. I don't know where some people get the ideas uh, for their signs, um, but some of them are just so funny. Like, go and Google, like, race signs uh, or running race signs or something like that, and you'll see what I mean. Um but you know they're, they're they're hilarious. They're encouraging. Um, you know, it, I mentioned the the characters that are out there. They have high school bands that are out there. And just so you know, these races start at like they start at about five thirty in the morning, which means you need to start leaving to get to the start finish line about two to three hours before that. So it's a really long day. Uh, a really long day for not just the runners, but also the, the logistics people that make that happen because they're stopping traffic. They're, they're diverting, you know, guest flow because, you know, they're going, you know, races go through the parks and everything. So there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, and Disney is excellent about it. Uh, the medical care tents, um, the water stations, aid stations, all those sorts of things. The race expo, um, absolutely excellent. Really, really, really recommend it. 
So um, I, I finished with probably about 500 people behind me, and there are, I don't know, 15 or so thousand people that ran the race that year, I think. Uh, so I was definitely in the back of the pack, but, you know, I did cross the finish line. Um, I will not share my time, but I did it. And uh, that's something that I can say that I did. It's sort of a, I guess, was a bucket list thing. I don't really have a bucket list, but um, I want to show you all the, the medals. And I'm going to talk about one here specifically in a second because they're pretty neat. So this was in the picture earlier, uh, but this is the... 2013 Walt Disney World Marathon medal and one of the cool things that it does is this right here watch this look at that all right it goes from Steamboat Willie to kind of color Mickey right there and they're actually you can't really make them out very well there's some um, engraved quotes one of them you can see right there says all our dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them and then and on the other side this is a very famous Walt Disney quote says you know let us not now, basically, it says, let us not forget, or I hope we can all remember, uh, that it all started with a mouse. So, um, it's a really cool thing, kind of a keepsake that I'll pull out every now and then. Uh, we also did the, uh, well, the Disneyland Half Marathon. Uh, Disney is not currently doing races in Disneyland right now for a number of different reasons. Um, but the Disneyland Half Marathon as well, so that this, was, this trip, by the way, was literally, it was the first time I'd ever been to Disneyland. In 2013, um, it was a 24-hour over and back trip. So, I mean, we got on, we dropped our daughter off at our in-laws. She played, you know, for about 24 hours uh, in Atlanta. We got, you know, spent about 10 hours or so in the park. I got up the next morning, ran a half marathon, went back to the hotel, showered, uh, left the hotel, got, you know, on a plane to come back home. I mean, it was a super quick thing, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So we could get this little guy right here called a coast-to-coast -coast medal. So that was kind of cool. But I want to talk about, as I mentioned, pick this up. As I mentioned um, about some of these quotes, because uh, I think these can kind of help us, uh, regardless of where we're at in life, regardless of what kind of we're facing and the obstacles that are going on uh, in our lives. And um, it, I think it's important to. Um, not be held hostage by our circumstances because um, that is that that is one thing if we're not careful um, that can kind of control our outcome. Um, I used to have a tendency to kind of feel that way to exist with that mentality of just you know it, it is what it is. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to make the best of the situation. But I never really gave myself permission to dream. I never really did. And looking back. Um, I would say that this is probably one of the first like intentional moments where I really gave myself permission to dream. It wasn't a like a determined like from that first time I did a 5K, I was like, I'm going to do a marathon one day, right? No, it, it wasn't that. Or even from the first time I did a half marathon, um, it was one of those things I just kind of began to dream about eventually. And it's like, you know what? Maybe I can do this because I think we have a tendency to limit ourselves and we don't need to do that. Um, so again, I'm going to read these quotes um, again. There, there are a couple of them. These are from Walt Disney. And this is the 20th anniversary. You probably saw that there for the number 20. They had one very, very similar for the 25th anniversary uh, recently. It says, I only hope that we don't, we don't lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a mouse. So um, I think remembering who you are, uh, remembering your beginnings and your identity is core to anything that you're going to pursue, to anything that you're going to run after. Um, you need to learn to ground yourself and ground yourself well. 
while at the same time giving yourself permission to dream and giving yourself to run after something, pun intended in this case, to run after something that, that delights your heart and delights your world and could have great benefits for you and those you hold most dear. Um, on the back side, it says all our dreams can come true, can come true if we only have the courage to pursue them. So it's just that. Uh, it's about courage, and I think that's a huge part of what r the race community is all about. It's about having the courage to go and do something that not everybody chooses to do. It, there's a little bit of crazy involved, sure, <laughs> but um, you know, in large part, uh, it's a lot of fun, and um, it's it's one of the most encouraging things you'll ever experience. So even if like you're like, man, running is dumb. Like I'm not going to do that. The only reason I'm going to run is if like somebody's chasing me or like I was walking down the street past a Krispy Kreme and turn around and a hot now sign was on when I turn back around or something I'm gonna run back to that but um but in all seriousness um running can be a, a transformative thing for you it's great for uh community as, as I mentioned it's great for physical fitness if you do it correctly if you've never done it make sure you take it slow if you're not in shape, you know, make sure you just you do it right. Find some find some buddies. There are Facebook groups uh, like crazy that are out there that you can join. I actually just joined one. Um, I joined a 2021 Dopey Challenge group because, well, um, I decided I wasn't crazy enough, so I registered for the 2021 Dopey Challenge, which is the full marathon, 26.2 miles on a Sunday. But before that. Uh, there's a half marathon, 13.1 miles on a Saturday, and the day before that, there's the 10K uh, on a Friday, which is 6.2 miles, and the day before that, on a Thursday, there's a 5K, again, 3.1 miles. So 5K, 10K, half and full, back to back to back to back. Um, it's a, it's kind of, that kind of is a bucket list thing in a way, because I turned 40 next year, and I wanted to run the Dopey Challenge before I turned 40, um, so that really, like next year, next January is the last chance I'll have to do that uh, before I turn 40, so we're going to turn it into a birthday thing, we're going to take the family down, um, and have a big old fun time, and, and, and trip, and everything, and um, yeah, it, it'll be good, so I, I look forward to it. And uh, not only in, yeah, yeah, I'd be cray-cray for sure. <laughs> um, but not only am, am I going to do that, but uh, I'm going to do it as a fundraiser for a nonprofit that I think is pretty amazing. Uh, I linked them, tagged them in the comments. They were called Funding Love. If you are uh, watching this live or on, a, on recording or replay or whatever, um, please, please, please go and click on Funding Love and look and see what they're all about. Um, yes, the Disney parks are closed right now, but they do some absolutely amazing work seeing uh, adoptive families grow and bond with each other and not have to worry about the, you know, the, the little things and, um, you know, who's going to do what. Even if there are some specific needs that some of the children may have, they are well accommodated. Um, it is one of those things where um, they're very intentional about uh, getting to know the families, forming relationships and bonds with them, and walking through their vacation experience. It's not like registering to win a sweepstakes trip or something. It is much, 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 much more than that. Um, and Funding Love is a great organization um, run by a couple of people that I know, um, one, more than, one more so than the other, um, Mallory Elrod, who's kind of the head of it, and I know his... his 
her husband, uh, Tim, is responsible for me coming on board with Travel Nation. And he's a pretty awesome guy. But uh, Mallory has a huge heart for that. They have some adoptive children there, you know, as well. Um, and there's some other people with it. So if you know of any adoptive families, please tell them about Funding the Love. Tell them to submit their uh, application and recommendation. You can do that on their behalf when they have applications open up for their sponsored trips. Uh, their organization is young, uh, but they are growing and it is a great organization to support. So please check out uh, Funding Love. So my wrap-up thought for tonight is this. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I'm going to rewind and check out some comments to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but my wrap-up thought is this. Remember who you are. Remember your why and your beginnings. They are important. Press on. Don't limit yourself. Because if Walter Elias Disney limited himself, did not press on and press through challenge, where would the world be today? And I say the world at large because uh, Disney's influence has reached into so many different businesses and lives and things that you may or may not even be aware of. Um, they set the standard for how a lot of businesses run uh, and how they do their thing. So uh, that's kind of my wrap-up thought tonight. I'm going to go back and kind of rewind for the comments. I kind of like to do this at the end just to see where we've been uh, and where we're going. So thank you all for hopping on tonight. Terrence, Deborah, Allen. Jason, Michelle, Brian, Kellyanne, Sean, Carol. I'm going to do all the names because I'm committed now. Alicia, Barbara, Audra, Hope, um, and Eric, Kellyanne, Phil, Brian, Diana, Anita, uh, Rilla, Altafe, Tim, Tim, another Tim, to have two different Tims tonight. <laughs> Ashlyn, Jonathan, wow, there's a lot of y'all. Morgan, uh, Chuck, Keep going, Greg, and my friend Terry, who just hopped on at the very end. So uh, thanks, Terry, for the likes. Really appreciate it, buddy. So um, just going to go back through the comments real quickly because I'm going through my phones here. Uh, the question of the day was, what was the craziest thing you've ever done at Disney? And Alicia said, we were chosen to sit on the boat docks in the water at Epcot during Illuminations. That is pretty cool. That's like primo seating. So that's not really something you can buy um, that's, that's a really neat thing for sure. That was a real special experience. I'm sure. Um, really cool. Uh, she also said we got the Mountaineer certificate once for riding flight of passage <coughs> or excuse me, uh, not riding flight of passage for riding fat through fast pass all three mountains in one day. So there's the, um, this mountain challenge where if you ride all the mountains in Walt Disney world in a single day, which can be challenging because you have to hop from kind of from part to part to do it. Um, you can get this special little certificate. Certificate. She put FP in parentheses, so that's what threw me off. But she's talking about fast passes. Uh, Kellyanne Madison says, My husband's phone flew out of his pocket while riding Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We knew exactly where it landed and even took a picture of it. Um, trying to expand the comment, but it's not letting me. Oh, here we go. All right. They wouldn't retrieve it until after the park closing. And, of course, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was that night, which we weren't attending. They went back to the Magic Kingdom at 12.30 a.m., and talked my way into Town Square. They haven't retrieved the phone yet and told me to check back in the morning. Of course, we were headed back to Georgia the next day. I politely stood my ground and said that the phone hadn't moved all day. I had been tracking it. I was told I had to leave. As I was walking out, I checked the tracking one more time, and sure enough, it had moved. It was making its way down Main Street. All the security guards clapped and cheered when I got it back, and the boat to Fort Wilderness was waiting for me. That is awesome. 
Wow. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Kelly. That's a really cool story. Um, I love hearing stories from Disney. If you ever have one, by the way, and you don't mind sharing it, um, feel free to um, share that with me uh, on Facebook or private message or whatever. Uh, we'll love to to share some stories because I'm all about sharing stories as I kind of shared a little bit of my Run Disney story tonight. Hey, Claire and Buddy, thank you all for hopping on tonight. Um, would love to be able to have the chance to get to know you more. So again, if you stayed all the way to the end, thank you so much. Um, we're 2000 plus episodes in, we are a year into the podcast form about two and a half years into doing this, uh, just at all, mostly on Facebook live. Um, you know, here's to 2000 more streams and downloads. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week, hopefully with a little bit more decor up on the wall. So uh, y'all stay safe out there. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.